I was reading that too. Um, it was like ADHD people are more likely to like die from like a random death because like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're... <laughs> hey, thanks for checking out episode 31 of the Ross Trevina Project. If you enjoyed this episode, then give it a share on social media, drop a review on Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at TRTP Pod. Today's guest is the host of the podcast 2010 Minutes, which deals with the topic of mental illness in a humorous manner. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tim McCarthy. Oh, nice, man. Uh, so, yeah, where should we start? Uh, yeah, well, where'd you grow up? Um, born in Boston. Um, there's a little sub suburb called Dort. Not a suburb, but it's a section of um, Boston where, like, we have the same type of towns and cities. I think they're England. Where are you? Where are you located? Uh, Brighton is south coast okay. of England. Yeah, so that's what's funny. A lot of our names in Boston is Brighton. One of them is called Brighton. Uh, one's Dorchester, where I was born. Right? You have a Dorchester uh i think so yeah rings a bell yeah 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 so i was i grew up in dorchester we have a bunch of other towns i think we stole from you guys too like i think we have an essex what else do you guys have um we have a was, i was listening to your most i was listening to your most recent interview that you guys said one i was like man we're stealing everything um but yeah i grew up in boston my whole life um did some schooling in north carolina did some traveling here and there but just just usa you know <laughs> pretty boring uh nice man uh uh, I was going to ask about your mental health issues. What was your childhood like up till that point? Um, my childhood was pretty good. Um, I was raised by my mom for the most part, and I uh, didn't have like a really good relationship with my dad at the time. Kind of still don't. But we it was one of those things that we were middle class. My mom did her best to do what was best for her kids. Like I have an older sister, older brother, younger brother. And I had a good time as a kid. I had so much fun, and I think – my mental health issues were coming around high school era. And I feel like a lot of us during those ages, you're kind of coming into your own or trying to figure yourself out. So I was like, yeah, this, I thought just every other kid felt like this. I was just sad and like kept everything in and worried about what other people thought about me. And then I think in college is when I went to go seek help, got on like some stupid medication, didn't like it. Then I was like, you know what? Fuck taking medication. I'll figure this out on my own. Big mistake. Um, So I kind of just pushed through that. And then I'm 35 now. Shit, man. I was, uh, so I've been off and on probably depressed since like 2004. Um, but I've gotten help probably in the past, like two years is when I started coming around perfect, not like perfect, but a lot better than where, where I was. But childhood was pretty awesome. I did a lot of like just nineties kids stuff. You know what I mean? Just watch like Rugrats and Power Rangers and game <laughs> shows. It was, it was the best. <laughs> Growing up in the nineties was the best, man yeah man so you think it was a gradual thing or was there a specific time you remember suddenly feeling shit i remember in high school i think i was just like mad one day i forget what it was i just like punched a wall and i was like i feel like just people were supposed to be doing that like have like anger issues and i think i opened up to somebody they were like nah dude that's not right i was like <laughs> oh i was like how do you how do you show your anger they're like not like that and i was like oh all right so i kind of just dialed it back a little bit because in high school I was always like the goofy class clown guy like always having fun making sure everyone else had fun I I never liked being excluded as a kid I think like in elementary school sometimes I'd be excluded and I hated that feeling so when I built up more friendships I made sure not to do that to anybody else because I hated that feeling so much so I try to get everyone involved like at parties all that stuff but when I'm by myself I'm always like sweating I have like super anxiety I can't even like go outside so that's what kind of put me like against figuring out what was wrong with me because I would put all my effort in trying to please other people. Then after a while, you just get exhausted about putting on a mask for so long. And then I realized I was doing that. And I was like, I don't want to wear this mask anymore. When people ask me like, Oh, what's wrong. I'm like, I can't have a bad day. You know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan didn't score 50 points every night. Like, come on. Like I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm more like a Tony Kukoc, but give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you seem really confident and really good socially but uh in my case anxiety has always been a really like social thing um what makes you anxious is it social uh, situations 
That's a good question. I, I think anxiety is so strange because you don't know what it is. Like I'm anxious right now, but it's not like a bad anxious. Um, I kind of harness it because I love awkwardness and I, and like, I take my, I take myself out of the situation and look at it. And I'm like, this is really funny. And it's going to be funny later. There's been always instances where like, I'm in a conversation and I say like the, the wrong thing all the time. Or like, like, I think one time I saw a girl that I haven't seen uh, like in high school and I know she was pregnant and I was like, Oh, do you have the kid yet? And she was like, yeah. I was like, shit. <laughs> like, like I, I, thought she was still pregnant and she <laughs> that's you know what i mean like i was like fuck um so like like so after that i'd be like super nervous but i think things that make me anxious is like future conversations i'm supposed to have with certain people about like bad things if i have to go to the doctor and i'm like oh i gotta explain to him this and that i'll be anxious or i'll be anxious about things i already did or worrying about the future like i always think it's like doctor strange sometimes where i'm like there's going to be four thousand different possibilities in this scenario and i need to learn about all of them and most of the time they don't even happen so i just drive myself crazy until it's over and then you just feel like so relaxed oh yeah i totally I would say that. always relaxed but i was somewhat relaxed oh yeah overthinking same with me man like um do you find awkward situations funny in the moment ever like uh what's can you think of a really funny situation where you can hold the laugh in oh man i think that you shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> so yeah so me me and my wife have like a morbid sense of humor and there's been definitely times where i'll like sit there and like whisper something to her and I, we've definitely been to a couple funerals where like we said something like to break the ice to people and like some people like turn their head around and like you you shouldn't say things like that but we like when we go to like a funeral, uh, I can think of this. So anytime you go see somebody in a casket, there's always one person that goes, he looks good though. You're like, <laughs> no, he doesn't look good. He's dead. Like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, oh, he looks good though. No, you're wrong. Uh -uh. So we always kind of make fun of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's always when people overhear us and we're like, Ooh, sorry. It's like little things like that. I, like we make it awkward to make it funny and then to make it funny to get out of the awkwardness uh nice yeah i can think of a specific situation it was at um i think it was my partner's cousin's wedding and there was this really old lady uh sweet old ladies stood there and then as she was introduced to like one of her relatives who's a really young kid and then suddenly this kid started going like you're gonna be dead soon like over and over again uh... and oh my god i had to walk off and just like burst into tears it was it was one of those horrible oh. things that you shouldn't have had funny but i really did <laughs> kids kid, yeah kids do not care they do not yeah. give a flying fuck about anything like you tell them like you ask them what they're thinking they'll tell you <laughs> yeah. they're, they're they brutal. The, the same um what is even the word the social the, skills you shouldn't, you shouldn't say this <laughs> Oh, the conscious. They don't have like a self-conscious. Like they just, they, they don't hear that little like voice in their head. They just do it. They just absolutely do it. And adults do that and they're psychopaths. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't learn how to do that and they become crazy and kill people. Oh, that's so funny. Um, how old were you when the episode of South Park came out that was, uh, uh, what was it called Timmy in the Underworld? Did you, did you get anyone shouting Timmy at you ever? Oh my God. So, Jesus, how old was I? I think it, I think it was right after high school. I would say I was always like a, I would always come in and out of South Park unless somebody put it on or someone showed me an episode. But man, people that like, I don't get like upset about it. But when someone does it, they're like Timmy, and I was like, <laughs> oh, South Park, I get it, real funny. <laughs> and like, I'm a short dude. I would rather people call me Tiny Tim than um... other people yell out Timmy. And like, South Park's legendary. Like, don't get me wrong, but I'm just like. <laughs> you're not the first one man <laughs> did you see had, did you see the episode first before the the terrorists started coming at you were you like what the fuck when, are you talking about <laughs> yeah when yeah so i heard about it and then i was like wait and they were explaining me the character i'm like that's fucked up so then so then i finally saw it and i go oh no and then like people i, I think i have like a timmy lunchbox somewhere in my house uh, that someone gifted me it's like yeah thanks thanks for comparing me <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I always like the name Tim. Uh, there's like certain degrees, like everyone calls me either Tim, and then there's some people that call me Timmy, but no one ever calls me Timothy. So mm -hmm. I, it's a very weird thing. The only people that call me Timothy are the doctors when they tell me to come in the room. Like, oh, Timothy, is he here? I'm like, oh, it's me. That's the only time I've heard my name be Timothy. You know. <laughs> 
was like, all right, it's a weird phenomenon. See, like, that's what I pick up on is like small little things like that. And there's no reason for me to. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What kind of, uh, what comedies did you enjoy as a child? Oh man, I was, um, what did I like a lot? I, I was a big, when Dumb and Dumber came out first, that was like legendary. Cause that was like when I was little and, uh, like when he when he's on the toilet, just like shitting his brains out like that. I thought that was like the funniest thing in the world. I was a big cartoon guy growing up. I uh, I watched like random, random cartoons like Eek the Cat and like Darkwing Duck. Um, trying to think of what other comedies. There's this movie I really liked. You probably don't know it. You should look it up. It's called Stay Tuned. It's with John Ritter. And uh, he's addicted to watching TV and he's about to have a divorce. And then the, then the principal, Edward Rooney from Ferris Bueller Days Off shows up and he gives him a TV remote and then he gets sucked into the TV and then like he has to get out of it. It's like the dumbest movie in the world, but I love it. And there's this scene in the movie where the son is getting sucked into the satellite dish and you can see a stage hand holding him up. Like you can see the hands in the movie of a guy holding him up. So it looks like he's getting sucked into the satellite. It's like the stupidest scene in the world. And I love it. I just love dumb things. Like my favorite movie of all time is Breaking. You know what that is? No, no. I'm not getting any came of these out references like, actually. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. I feel like there's a, like, I got to hear about yours after, but it's this movie about breakdancing. And it came out in like the late 80s and it's ridiculous. Like John Claude Van Damme's in a scene at the beginning where he's wearing a one piece, he's wearing a one piece leotard in the in the breakdance circle, but he like he's not John Claude Van Damme yet. So like he's just some extra. So uh, it's wicked funny to see that and like Ice T raps in it and he like regrets doing the movie. It's it's absolutely bonkers. You know, I'm trying to think. Did you watch ever did you ever watch the Chappelle show? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, remember the scene? Um when he's dressed up like that guy, it's like when when uh, bad hook when hookups go bad or something, oh, and uh, he, he takes like the girl home. Wrong. Yeah, and he like feeds the girl pizza and like brings the girl home. But then after the scene, he holds the broomstick and he's doing the dance with the floating broomstick. Do you know that? that no, scene? I can't remember that bit. Oh, it's very int- it's very intricate. But he's making fun of that movie. What did you grow up with? <laughs> oh, comedies when I was younger. Uh, a lot of Jim Carrey stuff actually, film wise. Uh, really like the mask. Um... You said, do you say Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, Dumb and Dumber Dumb was like my movie growing up. Ace Ventura is a classic. Ace Ventura as well, yeah. Those it's three. like one of the few se- one of the few sequels that are uh, as good. You don't see many good comedy sequels out there. No, yeah, for sure. Um, what else? When uh, when he when he comes out of the the rhinoceros's ass, that's like I remember being at the movie theater with my mom and we like couldn't breathe. Like I thought we were going to die in the movie theater and that still holds up. Like I, I watched it not too long ago and it's still funny, man. He's legendary. He was on this show uh, in living color when I was like real little, where it was like a sketch show with like the Wayans brothers. And he was like dynamite on that too. Oh really? Yeah. I never old, old show. I've heard of it though. Yeah. Like Jennifer Lopez is one of the dancers for it. She was a fly girl and uh yeah i was like all the wayans brothers there's like 90 of them and yeah. then like jim carrey's like the only white dude on it and he like he absolutely kills it that's uh that, that i missed that show that was a really good show and i don't think it's on anything that you can watch yeah no i remember this uh comedy from i don't know when it came out it's probably early teenage years actually called don't be a menace to south central while sipping yeah while well, drinking your juice in the hood <laughs> i got these hamburgers yeah. man let me suck your dick and then when the when the mailman keeps showing up, he's like, "Message." Yeah, that's, uh, message. that's a that's an absolute classic. That and Friday. Friday was a big one with me and my buddies growing up. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Friday was a good comedy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a bunch of dumb movies that I have. I have. I should have looked at all of them. Pee Wee's Big Adventure was a huge one for me. I think Pee Wee Herman is like one of the funniest characters of all time. So original. Oh, okay, I don't think I've seen it, but I, I can picture him on a bike. Is that from the film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, dude, that's not, dude, put that on your list. You got to watch Breaking, uh, Stay Tuned, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and you will waste about eight hours of your day. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> They're good movies, though. They're really good movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like British comedy as well that I was really into. Uh, like, I don't know if it made it over to the pond, maybe, uh, but um, Red Dwarf. Ever heard of that? No, I don't know. No, no, it's about I know. a bunch of guys living on a spaceship. <laughs> I know we stole the uh, the office from you. Oh, I quite like the American Office though. You like the original as well? No, I've I've never actually sat down and watched the originals. I've I've seen only the new ones. Um, oh, okay, but I think Ricky Gervais is like uh, 
on another level. He's like God tier funny. Like he's yeah, uh, yeah, he's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's great. Um, trying to think, I, I love the Monty Pythons. Monty mm. Python on the Holy Grail is like one of my favorite comedies of all time. And it took me, I think I was in high school when I first saw it finally. And uh, Tim the Enchanter right there. He's one of my uh, favorite characters. <laughs> there were some who call me Tim. Um, yeah, the... I've actually been over to England. I went to uh, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales in like 2003, I want to say. And it was like beautiful. I loved it over there. I, I went to like the big wheel. I saw Big Ben. Uh, um, but I, I remember one thing too. Yeah, we like, I think we went on the touristy shit. It was like a school program, but I had a blast. Yeah. But I remember one thing. It, the, those double-decker buses do not give a fuck if you're on the street. They do not slow down. They don't care. You better get out of the way. And I'll, I'll never forget that. Those things were looking to run down tourists. Oh, they don't slow down. I don't think they even have brakes. It's insane. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That kind of just reminds me of being in Italy and trying to cross the road. I don't know if you've been to Italy before. In Rome, uh, yeah, I think one of the tourist people who was giving us tours said as a joke like the traffic lights are just like a suggestion or just for decoration or something and <laughs> we literally like crossed the road near the Colosseum and like either side of me uh and my family there was like cars just keep going even though it was like the green man you're supposed to be crossing it's fucking so scary <laughs> <laughs> just bombing around yeah there's always people are always trying to scam you in different countries that's why i'm like always nervous going places because like my wife's a sucker for like scams and i'm like i gotta like be like dude just say no to everybody all right good scam. <laughs> so i'm always i'm always googling things before we go somewhere because every place has a different scam every like everything like you, you ever been to the states uh yeah oh boston actually yeah Oh, hell yeah. It's a good time. And like New York is like hustle city. You'll get hustled out of your shoes there. Like you'll get sold like fake Rolexes that turn your wrist green. Um, people will like give you a CD and then like listen to this and then like give me five bucks for touching my CD. Like people will try to like hustle their raps and stuff. Oh, okay. Just ridiculous. Bunch of scams. Everyone's scamming. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I want to go to, I want to go to Japan next. Me and my wife really want to go to Japan. See some like sumo professional wrestling, some arcades some school girls either way i'm down <laughs> you want to stay in one of those tiny pods that they have yeah oh yeah dude that's what i'm saying like i'm, I'm only like five seven i'd fit right in like, if, like i can like i'm recording in my closet right now so i can fit into small places like this oh. is it's not that it's like it doesn't look that small but it's it's pretty small oh nice but it's good it works yeah i think i'm five six so we're a similar height Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's a good height. We call it vertically challenged. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like I stopped, like, I should have been like one of the lollipop guild members from like Wizard of Oz. And like, I feel like I was short. And then like the last second I grew right before I came out. And that was it. <laughs> like, they're like, all right, here you go. But yeah, we're in that weird, like gray area of height where people are like, uh, either you're short or you find a girlfriend and they're like hopefully shorter than you. Like my wife's a little bit taller than me, so I make her oh, walk yeah. in front. I, I I walk in front of her a little bit, so it looks like an optical <laughs> illusion from the front. So I'm like, all right, I look a little bit taller than you. <laughs> That's good though. Clap her like a koala bear. Just to do the like, yeah. Just yeah. squat slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you got to do. It's all about illusions. A couple of magicians. <laughs> uh, That's so funny. Shit. Oh yeah, uh, we both have ADHD. Actually, when did you get diagnosed? I was undiagnosed forever. Like everyone knew I had it. I knew I had it. But like growing up, it, like mental health wasn't like a big thing to go get help with. You kind of just went to the doctors, and they'd be like, "Ah, here's some medication." So when I was like in my deep dark depression of like 2019, like I was bad. Like if you saw a photo of me around that era, and I told everybody, I was like, "If you see me with like a photo of like my beard," I was like, "That's when I was like super depressed," and people didn't know that. So when I finally got help and like forced myself to go get help, seek a therapist, talk to a prescriber for my medications, I like told them about everything. And they're like, yeah, you need to be on Adderall. And I was like, thank God. I was like, I needed to be on this in high school. Like I barely got through high school and I dropped out of college. I was always like C's and D's get degrees. Like good thing they never put a GPA in your high school diploma or I would have been fucked. So <laughs> they put me on Adderall and I'm still on it and I love it. it, it helps me like concentrate so much like when i still do interviews like either with you or when i'm doing them i'm kind of still looking around but i'm not like i'm not like uh disinterested it's just like i'm always like moving my eyes are always moving i feel like we're good drivers because of it 
Like, have you? How many accents have you got into? I haven't passed my test. So, <laughs> oh, how old are you? I'm 32. Oh, you, what do you mean you didn't pass your test? You haven't driven? Well, I I was learning up till the age of from the age of 17 to 19. I was learning, and I like failed like three times in a row, and then uh, and then after last time, I like was that's where, about the time I I like left to come to university and I've I've ended up staying like away from home since then so I've and the town I'm living in is kind of like you can get around without driving so that's okay. just why I haven't actually got around to pursuing it again but yeah I'd really like that's to what yeah. makes, well, uh, where you live sense. is it quite hard to not have a car where I live now yes it's very like uh not boondockish but it's like uh there's like sometimes there's no sidewalks, mm. if that makes sense. It's like houses are a little bit spaced out. When I lived in Boston, you, like you've been to Boston, you don't really need a car because the train system, everyone walks. Like my little brother doesn't have a car. Like he lives in Boston, so he doesn't really need to go anywhere unless like he has to like meet up with family. But then you just take an Uber from the train station. Mm. So it's not that big of a deal. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I feel like when I'm driving, my eyes are just going everywhere. So like all the accents I've been in weren't my fault. It's always somebody else. Oh, nice. I'm not just saying that. Yeah. Like people are just like, I was driving one day, some dude just swerved out of his lane right when I was passing. I was like, oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I was reading that. I was reading that too. Um, it was like ADHD people are more likely to like die from like a random death because like, <laughs> they're, 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 that was like. It was like a th- it was like a thing. I was like reading about it. it was like a high percentage that like we would die just randomly. And like the first thing I thought about was like, does like a piano just gonna fall on our yeah. head when we're walking down the street? Like what the fuck? I was like, that's scary. I'm like, I'm gonna die. It's like someone has a disease and you're like, oh, you have like a twenty percent chance of living. It's like, oh, you have ADHD. You're gonna get killed by like a wild goose. Like I'm like what? Like how am I gonna randomly just die? Um, uh, what's the name of that? Um, uh, is it the Darwin Awards? <laughs> So what is it? The, oh, the, Dar- the Darwin uh, Awards where people have, it's just a list of people who have died in like, because they've done something stupid. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, biggest I, fear I is ending up on that list. <laughs> I know that'll be my biggest reward of all time. Like <laughs> go to awards ceremony. My wife would be there and she'd be like, he looks good though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks good though. Uh, that's one uh, difference between the UK and America is actually, we don't do uh, open caskets here. We just have the Oh on. really? Yeah. Yeah. So we can't do the least good well, we could do, but it wouldn't yeah, sense. just give it a little peek and be like, hey guys, he looks good. <laughs> that's good. Um, that's that's very interesting. I always thought that as a kid. I'm like, this is so weird. It's like we're gonna look at it, like you meet somebody for the first time and you're like, Oh, okay, like you're alive and you're a good person, you look happy, and then the last image you have of them is just them in a casket with a bunch of fucking weird makeup on. Yeah. I'm like, that's just weird to me. But I told me and my wife want to get cremated and i'm just like just just throw me in the fucking ocean yeah. like roll me up in a blunt and smoke me like plant a tree of me like i don't care just do not bury me in the ground or show my body to anybody like i, I don't want that just there's this huge arcade this is uh there's like the largest arcade in the world or us i forget what it is it's in new hampshire it's called fun spot absolutely love that place i told her to bring my ashes there and just huck them yeah huck them in there so that's where i am for the rest of my life uh that that's super interesting you guys don't do open caskets yeah that's another thing yeah. as well i i've always liked the idea of being cremated well more than buried but partly because i wouldn't want to be in the coffin but you still get put in the coffin when you get cremated so i'm just like just chuck me in <laughs> yeah yeah just set me a fire out like just do the old viking viking uh, memorial where they just oh, put you yeah, on a raft light you out fire and put you out to sea that's pretty badass. That'd be badass. Like, yeah. I might, I'm gonna have to change my will and just be like, get me out of here. Just push me out to sea. That'd be awesome though. Oh, uh, so we should probably talk about your podcast. Uh, what, um, what podcast? What podcast? Not <laughs> I'm just some dude. Uh, 20 Tim Minutes is cool. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how come you went with 20 minutes? Um, so this actually is a good playoff ADHD. So I don't really listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, I barely, uh, I barely listen to like full albums on the way to work. So my my hour commute uh, is kind of tough sometimes. So I'll get bored of music. I'll go to some podcasts or I'll listen to people's friends, like people I meet on Twitter or just people that I interact with. Like I don't really just randomly find. Like I'm not typing podcast recommendations on Twitter and getting raped. Like I'm not doing that. 
but like I, like i'm about like networking and talking with people if i can like hold a conversation with somebody i'm like oh listen to their podcast like that's what's up um so in my head i've always wanted to do one and i didn't know what i wanted to do it on so it took me like a full year to get started and i was like i need to make sure i have like a logo i have like decent equipment to start i have like a theme song so i had all that and then i was like damn i'm just gonna be like another fucking white dude doing a podcast and like i don't know what i'm gonna talk about so so we were kicking around the ideas of like of like a name to play off tim and um because i always think that people that listen to podcasts like some people listen to hours of podcasts but i don't and i always put myself in other people's shoes i'm like if i'm thinking like this there's got to be a million other people think like this so I'm like, if no one's listened to a podcast, it'd be a lot easier for them to get into like a 20 minute podcast. And like, say like, I, like a lot of people I don't know, they're like, oh yeah, I, like I don't listen to podcasts, but I listen to yours because it's kind of quick. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's good. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it, like in my head, cause I'm the same way. I was like, oh, if I had like a, like a 20 minute, like I had to go take a shit and like I had 20 minutes, I can just put it in my headphones. I'm like, that's what it's for. It's for fucking poop breaks. Like listen to my podcast on the toilet. Like that's what, that's what it's for. So and then i was like oh i I roughly (laughs) i really want to have it like for 20 minutes and then we we shot we kicked around ideas me my me and my wife and we were going to do timmy 20 minutes Mm -hmm. so it kind of sounds like took me 20 minutes but it's timmy 20 minutes and just didn't didn't roll the tongue too well and then and then my buddy duff was like 20 tim minutes and i was like dude like that's perfect and i originally had it spelled all i originally had it spelled out like the word 20 20 tim and i was like this looks like shit <laughs> and i was like you know what two zero i was like oh my god we got it so and then i finally decided i was like you know what i told my wife i was like i think i'm just gonna talk about mental health and just talk about like my journey and see if it like helps anybody and then it's been kind of doing pretty well i've had people reach out to me and be like oh you've inspired me to go seek therapy um, people have opened up to me about their mental health, which is crazy. And I, I'm like super appreciative. Um, it's just like, it's kind of like, a, I feel like I'm like the mental health liaison now, which is kind of dicey. Like people will come to me and like, I'm like, I'm not a professional. I can barely read. Like this is, this is what works for me, but it might not work for you. And I don't want to be rude. Cause I want to like, at least like it's tough. Cause like they tell you to always reach out for help if you need it. And a lot of people don't like, I don't like, even if I'm in a bad mood, I don't reach out to people, hmm. but there's people that take that literally. And that's awesome. And then they reach out. And if they reach out to me, it's not that I feel obligated, but it's like, I've been in that spot too. And, and like, again, like I said earlier, I don't like having people be left out. I, I want to be that person to, to chat with. Like I was talking to some guy, he's i I'm going to be interviewing him coming up. He's a, he's like a stand up comedian, but for like mental health. And he's like, wicked funny. And he was telling, he gives people his phone number, his straight up phone number. And he says, give me a call or text me anytime you want. I was like, do people do that? He's like, all the time. I was like, I, don't, I was like, how do you do that? Like he's older. So he probably doesn't have a lot to do, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, I could never do that. But like, I'm always online anyway. I feel like I have a lot more relationships with people over the pond because I'm up late at night. Mm-hmm. So like my, I'm like, I'm still up when you guys are waking up. So I'm like, all right, what's up? I'm like, how you guys doing? Um, but yeah, just I just kind of just been rolling with the punches. I don't really care like how it goes. I just I've just been having fun doing it. I get to meet people like you and, and chat. Like the internet's crazy. Mm. Like we just we're just chatting in two different countries. It's great. Isn't <laughs> like it? I always think about it. like people don't like appreciate it as much. Like we grew up like when the internet was invented. Mm. Like we had like the dial up where like you had to like not be on your phone. Like no, oh, yeah. shut the shut the phone off. Like I'm on the internet trying to download nudes and like, How long and like trying as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like trying to download like naked images of like professional wrestling women. And like, it would just take forever and it'd be like mad pixelated. Like there was no, there was no like JPEGs. It was just like a file number. Like there was no fucking like HD. Okay. I was looking at grainy pictures of Sable from WWF. Okay. And now you can just like you like they they give you computers in your phone and you're like oh I'm just gonna go Facetime my buddy in Japan and just chat like people take it for granted and it's like it, it ended up turning into the one of the worst things that was ever created and one of the best things that was ever created. Oh, it's both um, at the same time, isn't it? Oh, it really is. It really <laughs> is. It's like it's like a disease that you inject yourself. Like, I love people that don't have social media. I love it. I love when someone's like, I'm not on social media. I'm like, dude, that's, how is that? Like, how is your life? I'm like, it must be great. I love just, uh, I was like, I I would love to do that. I just, I I tell myself that I don't, I just can't. You seem to be fairly good though. Do you have a a presence on social media that's uh, 
not to do with the podcast yeah i have um i have like my personal one but it's not like crazy or anything it's just like all my friends um like family and friends and like i just share all like my photos of my dogs and stuff um so i think like that's what helped me too with the podcast because i have so many like connections uh like from from my hometown that's where like everyone kind of started my support and it was like word of mouth of them telling other people then i have people in north carolina that where I went to school with. And then I, again, I just have like random friends online and I think that just helps. And I'm, I'm like personable with a lot of people, which is good. Um, I like having chats with people. I like learning about people. Um, I like talking about myself, obviously, because that's what we do. Me and you talk about ourselves and uh, other people, but it's just super interesting. I've already made a lot of connections doing this. Um, and I have a lot of, I, like you, you pump out interviews like left and right too. I, like I only do them once in a while. I can only imagine how confused people are that are like, why is this guy doing an hour interview named 20 Tim minutes? Like, that's what, that's what I want people to like question. So that they have to listen. And, and like, sometimes I like, I think I had my one exact 20 minute episode like, not too long ago. And I was like, yes, I was like, I did it. So I can at least like point people in that direction. But like, no, I did it once. Okay. Have you ever gone under? Once. Not yet. No. Not yet. I've never gone over i think the longest one was like 28 minutes but i also factor in like my theme song and i do an outro and then on the outro i have like a psa that kind of covers my ass that says like this is not a professional podcast like don't like put me liability for anything that you do and like i had to make sure i did that like that was like one of the first things i i didn't want to forget to do because i don't need some like angry mob coming at me um yeah, that's that's the one thing that the internet scares me. I always feel like I'm just gonna say the wrong thing, and then just a group of people are gonna show up and shut me down. Uh, that's always a fear, especially for you as well, because you're dealing with more serious topics, whereas I'm just interviewing people. Um, uh, yeah, do you, do you prefer in the solo talk or the interviews more? I think right now I like the solo talk because I don't get so anxious. Like I have a whiteboard behind me; it's from last episode, and I like have like a lot of like uh questions but i write too much down so i had to buy like different colored pens so it would like pop out more um so i always i always enjoy the interview after not when i'm doing it when i'm it's the opposite with my episodes i like doing it then after i'm like fuck gotta edit this thing i'm like i gotta do this and that with the interviews it's kind of just i have to i have to cut out the beginning and the end just throw it in like a template i already have so it's a lot easier um but it's cool like i uh uh, it's funny talking to people you don't know right off the jump. Like you just go into it and you're like, Hey, uh, what's up? <laughs> like, and you just like what we did. Like, it, it's yeah. awesome. It's <laughs> wicked funny. Um, yeah, I would say right now I like doing my episodes. Cause again, it's only 20 minutes <laughs> just in and out of the booth. Um, yeah, I would say that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I'm so bad at the, the one way conversation actually. That's something I need to get better at. I'm considering doing something like, similar to what you do with just doing a different show where it's just me talking and yeah that's going to take some getting used to do you, you seem to be natural at it. do you, you did some podcasts before did that come from that or have you just always been able to speak yeah so i've always liked to just talk i, I talk faster than i think which is um which is tough um i think stand-up comedy helped me a little bit i did a little bit of stand-up but it was like too clicky. Like it was weird. Like you would do like an open mic and everyone would just stand there and not laugh, but they were all going up next. Like, like laughing was like currency and no one wanted to give it up no matter how funny you were. And it would be like little groups of people. And I was kind of by myself because I didn't interact with people too much. Like I was always there kind of spart uh, sparingly. So I was like, I don't really like this like vibe. I'm like, it's like, I'm not even having fun. Like you got to do stuff that, that makes you want to have fun. So then when I said, I was like, oh, I'm going to do podcasting. And then like the whole community was like so supportive. So I loved it. But to answer your question, it was like, um, so my first thing was a radio show with three other buddies. It was called Dollar on the String. And we just kind of talked about like sports and like Boston sports. Then I did one with my buddy. Uh, it was called Bill and Tim's Bogus Podcast. And we would do, we did that in like 2014. It was like, I felt like podcasts weren't even like kind of huge as it, as it is now. Like, I feel like trying to find them on like Spotify wasn't even, I don't think you could even upload your, uh, yeah, we couldn't even upload to Spotify. We could only upload to iTunes at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, it was definitely weird. But like listening back, it was so bad because we just, I think we actually used this fucking mic that I still have. And we kept it in the middle of the room with like the setting where it goes on both sides. It was just echoey as shit. And I was like, because I wanted to analyze what I did and what I don't want to do. And that was like the first thing I was like, all right, I got to figure out how to not sound like this. Um, 
but I've always been a talker. I've always loved putting on a show for people. Um, talking to myself is weird. It, it definitely is weird and something to get used to. I didn't, at first I was kind of like, I felt weird about it. I think once you just start doing it, it's like anything like practice makes perfect. Just keep doing it and doing it. And you'll be fine. Like you're doing fine now. I think the first couple episodes, I was like, so, so like, um, focused on like the ums and cutting them out and just like editing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck. I'm just going to be myself. You got to be genuine. People read right through fake bullshit. You just got to do you and just have fun with it. If you have fun, they're going to have fun. That I feel like people like I'll get texts from like my friends and they'll make a reference to my show. And I don't even remember it. Like I have to go back and listen. I'm like, and then I go, haha. And they're like, you know what I'm talking about? I go, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I go, I don't, because I, 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 I skim through my episode just to get like key points so I can write down like what I talked about. But what I do now is I, I write them on the board, so I already have it. But then like I'll make a joke that I didn't write down, and and like that will hit. And I'm like, oh shit. Then I have to go back, and then I second guess myself all the time. Like, oh, how do I be funny again? So like when someone tells you, you did something good, and then you like focus on that over and over, you're like, I, I gotta, I gotta stop like being so crazy about it. Just have fun. Oh shit, that's so funny. All right, let's see what's what else is on the question menu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it one of your episodes you you ended up getting quite emotional at the end? Was that uh, did you go into the podcast thinking you were gonna let yourself be that vulnerable, or was it just something that grew over time? So I I, I have my hour hour commute, and I always think about things I'm gonna talk about. And I do get very emotional in the car because I'm by myself. And there'll be sometimes I like get choked up or like some fucking song comes on that reminds me of a time that I was like depressed and I'm like, fuck, just fight through it. So I always like practice like what I'm going to talk about if it's kind of a serious issue. And I know like me, so I did like a top 20 things that like defined me as a person and like helped me, helped me like be who I was today. And the last one was my wife. And then I talked about like how she stuck by me like during everything. And I was like, I just like thought about it for a second and I just started getting like so teary eyed because like the shit she had to deal with with me. Cause mental health's funny. Cause like everyone's like, Oh, I feel bad for you. Like you're suffering. I'm like, dude, th there's another side to it where like they have to deal with it every day and see it and they don't get any credit for it. And I didn't know that for the longest time. Cause I was always so selfish about myself and I was just like, fuck everything. Bah. And she always stuck by me and didn't give up on me and like kept pushing me and pushing me, even though like I just was like kind of a shitty person for a long time. So, so when that happened, it was like right at the end of the episode, I still don't think I got any sleep. So I was like, I was like on an emotional roller coaster anyway. And I'm like, again, like I'm 35. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like if people are going to say stuff, like then say it. Like I, like my, the biggest lie I told myself growing up was I don't care what anyone thinks about me. And I'd said that for years and deep down, it was the biggest lie. And then once I finally realized how to not give a shit what other people say, I just, if it's like such a relief, it's such a relief, um, especially for people on the internet. Like, again, I'll talk shit back to people. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I always say like, just cause a guy does a mental health podcast doesn't mean he can't start some shit. Like, like just cause someone's vulnerable doesn't make them weak. Mm. And people keep forgetting that. Like, yeah. Like you might have like a, uh, like a broken arm, but like, you're still going to like fight. Like your arm might be down, but it's going to come back. It's like, you're still strong enough. And it's like, people don't see that with mental illness and they just think, Oh, that guy's weak. Oh, that guy's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, uh, I could be mentally weak right now and crazy, but I'll punch you right in the mouth. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like that type of vibe I give out. And I feel a lot, I feel bad for a lot of people because they, they beat themselves down and they don't think they can like fight through it. Um, like I, I was kind of different. I was like, yeah, like I'm going to keep fighting through this, but I don't care if I, like, I drive my car off the side of the road, if that makes sense. Like mm. I didn't care if something happened to me. Um, which is kind of fucked up, but yeah, I get super emotional sometimes and I, I'm just like, whatever, like maybe it makes for good content then, then so be it. You probably get good feedback as well. Even, even if you didn't intend for it to happen, then like people are like, oh, that's really cool that you opened up like that. Yeah. I had a lot of people like text me and be like, dude, you had me crying at the end of the episode. I'm oh. like, damn, man, I'm sorry. I was like, I was trying to hold it together. It wasn't my, it wasn't my, it wasn't on my whiteboard being like, make sure everyone cries at the end of this shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was funny. Like a lot of people, it was funny. One girl texted me while she was listening. She was like, oh my God, I'm laughing so hard. And then like 10 minutes later, she was like, that was the saddest thing I just oh. listened to. So she, like, I got like real time emotions out of her it was just so funny to read them like back to back um but yeah you just you just gotta just say what you say and feel how you feel and just if someone doesn't like it then eh, fuck it 
You kind of brought this up already, but uh, with the guy who said he just gives his number out to random people and one of your guests on your show i can't remember which episode it was now unfortunately but they mentioned something about being able to have friends who uh they can call at any time in the in the night and uh that from first glance that seemed to me sort of like that would be an absolute no-go for me if someone was calling me at like in the middle of the night because uh sleep's really important to me so what uh have you ever been on either side of that like needing to call someone or someone needing to call you and like did was that a friendship that could be sustained or not so like you say I, I, it might have been Haley that said that i'm not too sure again i don't remember what i say in my episode so i, <laughs> I have to go back so you're, what you're asking is um like when people want to reach out you, like it's a friendship thing right like it's like say like me and you were good friends like and I was like, hey, I'm going to like be there for you if you ever need anything. And you call me at night. Is that what you're saying? Like, I'd say, yeah, like I'm saying that there's, is that something that can be sustained if someone's constantly ringing you in the middle of the night? Okay. If it's constant. Um, so I've never done it. Like I said, I always keep my stuff inside. I don't really reach out for help. Mm. And I can't think off the top of my head if anyone's really done it for me. Um, I love my sleep too, but I think I'm just so such a people pleaser that if it happened that I would. I think what I do is I do the reverse. If I see someone like tweet something weird or like have a Snapchat that's weird when like people say stuff, I'll kind of reach out like, yo, is everything all right? Just because again, like I know how that feels. And sometimes they'll be like, no, I'm good. Or like they'll reach out to me. Um, that's like, I think that's what I do the most. So it's kind of like the opposites mixed in. You know what I mean? You're so like, I think I'm, I'm annoying you at 2 a.m. <laughs> while you're up. And I'm like, hey, are you good? Um, but no, I think, I think friendships uh, are good like that. I think yeah. if someone is confident enough to call you at night, I think the other person can be like, Hey, um, I'm always there for you, but I need my sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you should be, like, if someone can talk to you about their deepest, darkest secrets and their mental health, I can be like, all right, man, how about we like, let me know if you need a ride to the hospital, but give me a call in like eight hours. Yeah, yeah. And like that, like that's the way I would handle it. If it was like mm. a really good friend, mm. but it's definitely a dicey thing because there's no book to read how to like, well, there probably is, but there's no like thing that was taught to us to like how to deal with mental health from, uh, from another standpoint to help somebody. So mm. it's not easy. There's no like self-help book, even though someone probably wrote it, but everyone's different. Like me and Johnny Johnson probably take the same medication, but the medication might react to us differently and give us like a whole butterfly effect of our day. Mm. Um, and people forget that they compare themselves to other people and they compare what drugs they're on and this and that. So yeah, that's a, that's my biggest thing with old mental health. People compare themselves too much. Um, and these like meme accounts and like these mental health accounts where like, they try to like, t like they're just doing it the wrong way for the wrong reasons. I think like people are just trying to make clout and like be like a TikTok star and like that shit rubs me the wrong way. Mm. They're like, Hey, mental health, bam. Uh, you sad, bam. Like they're doing all these like dances and like things pop up. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I just get so I get so mad and like, I want to say so much shit, but I can't, I just can't do it. Cause like, and it's another thing too. It's like, it's like, I feel like mental health is like almost a fad now where like people say they have it and they don't, or like, um, people are like, Oh, I have OCD, but they don't really know what OCD is. They just think they organize things in a certain way, yeah. but there's like way like more to it. Um, <laughs> like you might have OCD tendencies, but like people don't really know how it is. So people like kind of say that and they try to like get on the bandwagon of it on. It's weird. It definitely happens, but you can't call anybody out because mm. it's like, a you got to give them the benefit Just of the doubt. Mm. So it's like, it's different. Like, uh, what's your homegirl's name out there? Is it Meghan Markle? Is that her name? She dipped oh, out with uh, Harry. The, uh, Harry's wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she she said she was like suicidal over there. And then people were giving her shit because she was uh, like an actress or whatever. But it's like, if she killed herself, you're like the same people that would be like, oh my God, thoughts and prayers. Like, it's like, why even say anything anyway? Like, just let her fucking, like, you don't, you weren't there. Like, you don't know what the fuck she's going through. When she said that she had to Google the national anthem, I go, she's telling the truth because I, like, I could picture her, Probably like, no one talking to her and she's at a fucking computer being like, I need to learn this because you got to think of that. Like, who's going to pull her aside and teach her, teach her that? There's no, like, there's no initiation. Like, you need to, you need to figure this out. Fucking crazy! I, I, I know she was telling the truth about that. Oh my god, that's so funny. I have a question for you. What did they do? What? What did who do? 
uh, no, Harry what do they do? Like what? Like what do they do over there? Like, oh, what, what do, do the they royal, do? Like what? Yeah, what do they do? Like why are they? Why are they royal? And what do they get? Like do they not pay taxes? Like what the fuck do uh, they do? Not sure exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like no one knows. They're just like a. They're like a historical family that just has a queen. Like do they make rules? Uh, no. Basically, I think there there are benign queens that like. I think they have to. They have to get permission from the queen, the government, if they want to go to war. Maybe I might be talking out my ass here, and but I don't think the queen can make rules herself. And also, I think it's like almost like a, in the same way, the Constitution of the America. There's certain laws that can't uh, be, be made about unless... certain things. I think the queen sort of, or the royal family sort of acts as almost like a constitution where they're supposed to be like non-political entity that that's above government. Essentially, I think that's how it works, but yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't have no fucking idea. Anytime I ask somebody, like, I'm like, hey, what are they doing? My wife's like, I don't know. Like, but people love them over here, and I never understood why. Like, my mom was a huge Princess Diana fan, and I don't know why. I think like, I don't know why. Well. <laughs> yeah, she was cool. She was awesome. One of the coolest stories I heard about her was uh, she was, like, partying with, like, Freddie Mercury and Elton John one night, and she, like, wanted to keep hanging out with them. So she was like, can I come with you? And they're like, I don't know. So they dressed her up like a guy and they went to a gay club and she got in. Ah. I was like, that's the coolest story. I was like, hanging out with Freddie Mercury. I was like, dude, that must have been a fucking been awesome. time. <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah, ever since then, I'm like, I don't know what they do. I don't mm. know why they're so popular. I don't know why people love them. They're like, Harry and her is like, we got to get out of the spotlight. Then they moved to like Los Angeles. I'm like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But hey, whatever. <laughs> Live your life. Like, whatever you oh, want to yeah. do. It's just, it's just like... It's, I'm always so confused by that stuff, and I love how you don't even really know. Uh, yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm, so, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm so neutral on it. I don't have strong feelings towards them either way. I'm just like, yeah, just I'm the there, same way. I'm mean? just like, hey, whatever. But like, if I talk about it, I like, I like want to like know like a little bit of facts. But I feel like the Queen looks the same every every time there's a new one or an old one. Like they all like have that build. Like are they just robots and they just <laughs> put the same soul in the next one? I don't. It's, it's just so weird to me like they just they're like the family that's like hey uh we run shit in england everyone's gonna stand outside and take photos of our house <laughs> oh, my God. do all of them live in that house does like prince william live in there with the queen like does he have his own like room like what, what oh, what's God, it what's it like in there well i've never been inside <laughs> oh my god all right i'm on my way <laughs> let's go figure this out we'll get to know, the bottom yeah. of there's it a, there's a couple we'll of get... different houses um uh, I can't remember what the places are called, but there's yeah, it's all right. One in London, it's and all right. One somewhere else. Fuck them. Yeah. You know what? Fuck them. They're not listening to this. Fairly, fairly big, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I don't know who, who lives where. <laughs> yeah, I want their addresses now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's so on the funny. internet. <laughs> uh, yeah. What What were we talking about before that? I don't know, man. I'm the worst fucking guest to have. I just go off the rails. There's been so many interviews I've done, or it's like. I think uh, there's one coming out with uh, the fantasy friendship kids. I think he was like, we had the longest conversation. I was like, we weren't even talking about anything at one point. Um, yeah. I don't know what we were talking about. I think the last thing it was, uh, how do you deal with a friend in need? Oh, and that's I was talking right. about the t- I was talking about like the TikTok stars. And then I brought up Meghan Markle. And how that's actually impressive that I remember that, to be honest with you. You did well, man. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I remembered any of that. Uh, so what what tips do you have for like combating your mental health issues? Because obviously you can't help having mental health, but uh, there's going to be stuff like whether it's exercise or eating good or just sleeping. What uh, What tips do you have for anyone who's in your position? I think the first tip is trying to... So... To get on the track is very hard. I didn't know how to get it. So to fast forward to the like the middle section, I should say, is when you do get help, it's not a quick process. That's the hardest part. Getting getting yourself there is hard for sure. But then while it's going on, it takes forever to find help. Like it took me like probably six months to get into a place. And then I was seeing, I saw like three different therapists that I didn't like one lady, her house looked like the Texas chainsaw massacre. It was like, fuck it. There was like, there was like books opening on its own. There was like baby heads hanging. Everything smelled like cat pee. And I was like, damn, I was like, this sucks. I'm like, I got to keep doing this. And, uh, and I was like, I don't know how long I got. And then I finally got help, which was great. But 
they tell you to open about mental health, open up about it, but it's like the longest road to get to and it's tough and it's going to be challenging. So you have to, it's, I don't want to say mentally tough, but you can be. And I think the tips for me that worked was just finding those little things that kept you going, whether it was like hanging out with friends or like playing video games or something, but eating healthy, drinking like too much water, um, doing some sort of exercise, even if you're not like a fit person, just go for a walk, go for a hike, go up some, like take the stairs instead of the elevator. Um, there's a lot of different, like you got to do positive things. Like I would be in bed for like, like two days straight, not shower or anything. And it'd take me forever to like get up and shower. Um, but you definitely need to find a support system. Even if you don't think you have one, whether it's, uh, whether it's a friend, family member, or a stranger, there's so many, so many places and resources to find online to even just text somebody. There's, there's a, there's a, um, I forget the number. I have it on my website, but there's a text hotline, a crisis hotline. It has numbers for like the UK, um, you, like other countries, US, Canada. Like you can just text somebody and they can like help you like find what you need, give you support. So, and there's free, there's free stuff out there too. Like people without health insurance, they're like, well, I don't have health insurance and they get defeated right away. Mm-hmm. It's like, that don't matter. Like you can, <clears throat> you can still find things to get you on the right track. Um, they're not going to like shun you out. Again, it's probably going to take a while but it's at least better than nothing. Um, but just, just don't be afraid to talk about it, even though I didn't talk about it. Like it just, it took a while. Everyone's different. You just, you just got to try to have so many positive reinforcements for yourself, whether it's you like, like eating Twinkies as a reward every time you do something then do that, like whatever, as long as it's not hurting you or somebody else, then just go with it. Actually, Twinkies, I think hurt you. If you, if you eat enough of those, it's way too many, way too many Twinks. Uh, is it important to be resilient in your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think music's a big one to be resilient. That's what kept me going. It was like a lot of music just driving Mm. to work and whether like it made me feel strong, made me feel vulnerable, but yeah, you got to be resilient and just like, you always want to win. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to lose anything like a board game, video game, like anything. No one wants to lose and everyone loves a, a come up story or an underdog story. So people don't want to see you fail. Like no one's like, oh man, I hope that guy kills himself. You know what I mean? It's like, if someone says that they're fucking crazy. Um, like no one will say that everyone, everyone like, like, I don't care. Like my, my biggest enemy, I wouldn't wish death upon them. It's just like, it's like, oh, I'm happy for them. Like, good for them. Like, I hopefully they stub their toe after, but good for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like anybody else out there, if they feel like they're alone, like no one's like rooting against you. Everyone's rooting for you. Like no one wants to see you go. No one wants to see you down and out at a hospital, whatever. Um, so being resilient, you can do it. It's, I think that's one of the first steps for sure. Nice. Uh, you said you had a pet peeve about, so what was it? Oh. When people aren't listening and then they say oh they go that's crazy that's crazy is that because you caught yourself doing it before and you started noticing oh it, yeah 100 percent. <laughs> like, yeah I, I do it all the time it's like when you, so so when someone's talking to you for a long time or like because i think with me with having adhd it happens to me and i'm like oh that's crazy oh like my wife will tell me a story about work and i'm just like oh that's crazy but you can do it in a way where like you can say it and they won't notice it but if you kind of like put a twist on it we're like oh that's crazy. People will notice it right away. But if, if someone does it to you, you'll remember it now. And you'll be like, okay, go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. And it's actually not even a real pet peeve of mine because it's one of those awkward situations that they do it to me. I go, is it crazy? Is it? And they just put He's them on the list. spot. Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to work that in there somewhere because um, it is a pet peeve for a lot of people. And I, I, think, it's, I think it's one of the funniest responses you can give to somebody because it's, it's literally saying, I am good with this story. Please end. <laughs> but I'll do it like I will do it. Uh, like I'd say 90% of the time, that's what that's what it means. There is a 10% time where like you say something nuts and I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. But <laughs> that was a crazy story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. See that that's I wouldn't I wouldn't think of it like that if you say, oh, that's a crazy story. But when people just say that's crazy. Um, it's funny because a lot of people like mental health advocates on their side, they don't like using that word crazy at all. And I get it. But it's it's going to be in my vocabulary forever. I wouldn't call somebody crazy that has an issue. Um, like back in the day, again, when I was a kid, there'd be like, say like there's a homeless guy talking to himself and uh, 
just being just being different and you would call that guy crazy but then you you he could have had a mental issue and you had no idea mm. and you just labeled him as crazy so it's a different it's a different aspect now like Someone went to the loony bin and they're like, oh, they're crazy. It's like, they don't even call it the loony bin. I love the so, I, like, yeah, the loony bin. So I try not, I don't, I don't use that word to describe a person that's mentally ill. Like someone has like schizophrenia. I wouldn't be like, oh, that guy's fucking crazy. Like I'd be like, oh, he has schizophrenia. Like someone like, like I'll call myself crazy all the time. Or like my buddy like jumps off a roof. Like, oh, that guy's fucking crazy. Like that's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a different thing. And I get, I, I don't know. There's always, again, there's groups of people that are always going to attack you and come out of the work woodwork. It's like the anti-crazy association, the, the CRA, like, oh wait, no, ACE. <laughs> I don't even know acronyms. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? Are you talking about the ACLU? No, I was just making up an acronym. Oh, okay. of like the, the anti-crazy association. So it'd be ACA. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's always a group of people for something that, that want to get mad yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> I and there's it, probably a group about that i don't think it's even about what you say i think it's just if someone from what one of whatever group it is happens to listen to you say something <laughs> yeah it doesn't I know. have to be offensive i know in the real sense uh you said uh you experienced death early as a child what's your perspective on death and do you fear it at all it's funny uh i was actually thinking about that today i was like um i forget what i was doing i was just waking up obviously but i was doing something i was like i was like i wonder if anyone else feels like they're just never gonna die like i feel like like i just feel like people that feel immortal and they just feel like it's gonna go on like i don't feel immortal but i just don't see how it's gonna end Mm -hmm. i just don't i can't figure out like i can get like someone can walk through this door right now and stab me or shoot me in the head like john wilkes booth you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it's like so death like as a young age, I remember like my grandmother dying. Like I had dogs die. Like I understood it and I would always be sad. Like I'm always sad at funerals. Like it's just, it's tough to see someone like you, like I'm never going to see that person again or, or, or that. And I think that when I was depressed, I thought about like that all the time. I would be like kind of a dick if I died and people would be like, uh, the last time I saw him, uh, was not good. So that's why I always tell people I love them. Uh, cause I, I want that to be the last thing they hear from me. If something did happen, or vice versa, like, oh, um, my buddy, I saw him the last thing I told him was I loved him. So like, I could have closure with that. Like when you don't get to say goodbye to somebody or like say like a good thing, like, or end on good terms or anything like that. So that's what death comes in my eyes. It's like, you always gotta just leave on a good note. Like my wife always kiss her goodbye, even if we're in a, a fight, you know what I mean? If I got in a fight, left to work and then fucking something happened, I'd be like, all right, see you guys later, bang. Like I just shoot myself in the head. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say I fear it in a way. Like if I went skydiving, I would be like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die today." But as like general, I'm not like scared. Like I always think about that. Like if I'm on a plane and like it started to go down, I would be like, "What song am I gonna listen to?" Like that'd be my first reaction. Like, what am I gonna die to? I need a good song. So like, like I probably that's probably the biggest lie. I'd probably be like pissing myself in the plane. But like. That's what I think in my head. Or like someone that like points a gun at my face for like my wallet. I'd be like, dude, I don't have any money, but shoot me in the head, please. <laughs> like, like there's no, I'm not like, but again, like I'm not in that situation right now. So I could, I could be talking out of my ass, but yeah, I'm not like fearful of death in a way that like, I can't do certain things. Like I wouldn't go like the fear of it wouldn't stop me from wanting to go do something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd, I think if I was going down in the plane, I'd certainly be like, because I get nervous bladder, so I'd like suddenly need the toilet. And <laughs> yeah, people just like, don't go. worry, you're just going to die. But, like, but I've had this thought before, and you'll probably get this if you have random crazy thoughts, but <laughs> I've had the thought before, what if death is just like your last, it's just a freeze frame of your last experience forever, and if you need the toilet, then you then need the toilet. <laughs> oh, that's all you have left. Oh, man. It's just the feeling of then needing a piss lo- forever. <laughs> Then you, then you get to think of all the different types of deaths that have been out with the Darwinism. It's like if that was the thing of a list and that was one of them. Oh man, you can do a whole award show like that. Yeah, yeah. like oh, f- funniest <laughs> death. Um, that's funny. I I think the way someone described it to me, they were like, "We're all made up of energy." 
So your energy has to go somewhere because energy just doesn't die. So like when you die, your energy should go somewhere else. I'm like, so I'm going to end up being a, like a fucking toaster oven. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just going to go into something else. I always think we're just going to be in like a permanent dream. So I guess like when like there's like times in your head where like it could last two minutes in the real world, but like it could be like 30 years in like dream world or some shit. But again, we don't know. We're going we're gonna to die and it's going to be like and insert a coin for an extra life and then we're going to come back as some other character it's like yeah. who knows what's going to happen you mentioned it like an arcade game <laughs> but i can't like I, yeah i can't worry about that right now i got i got too much stuff to do <laughs> don't worry about dying hopefully neither of us die very soon <laughs> no god no god no uh oh, so shit. what you got coming up and what podcasts should people check out um we, they should check out yours if they're not already checking it out now um <laughs> if not, i don't know how that would work they should if they go back and check it out again <laughs> yeah yeah restart this yeah. interview and go over it Re- and give re-listen. us references we forgot <laughs> um yeah i got a bunch of interviews coming up which is good i just had uh the kids from love brain uh drop i got one with a nfl player uh american football not football um he has an organization for African-American kids and mental health. Um, I have that, I have that suicidal comedian, Frank coming up and I have a bunch of other kids that um, I linked up with on Instagram. So it is good to get people uh, lined up for the podcast. I get nothing really. I'm going to put some lights up behind me. So my head isn't too shiny and it takes off the uh, takes off the front, but for podcasts. Yeah, definitely listen to the decent takes podcast. Um, Jay's a good dude. My girl, uh, Haley with podcast 27, Chicago, Tony V gamers, watch hops, uh, enter stage one with pixie. Um, those are all my favorites right now. I'm probably forgetting a couple and they're probably pissed. I didn't name them. Um, but I think, I think my top two, my top two, I listen to is podcast 27 with Haley and then Chicago, Tony V Chicago. I don't know if you know Chicago, Tony V, but no. he is He's a dude. He, I can't even explain him. You got to watch him. He is the funniest guy in the world. And I, I don't even know if it's an act or not. Like he, he is like genuine and just so like, just laugh out loud, funny. And I can't explain it. I'm like, you just got to see him. You just got to see him. Um, but he's a guy from like Chicago and he just talks for an hour. He's on like Reddit live. And he has like all these like people that sign on and talk to him and they're like recurring characters. <laughs> So like I was like I need to be friends with this guy, but yeah, Chicago Tony V, uh, for sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then fr- the fantasy friendship, my other guy Stephen with them. Uh, I got my interview coming up with them uh, soon as well. So, yeah, those are my that's my list. And then go see the movie Stay Tuned with John Ritter. Go pick that up uh, off eBay for like six bucks <laughs> and get back bin. to me. We'll, we'll do a, we'll do a review. Breaking what was it? Breaking. Stay tuned. And what was the third one I said? Break and stay tuned. See, I can't remember shit. Someone's got to someone restart this episode and then text me what the third movie was. I'll send you. I'll send you a gift if you figure it out. What the fuck was it? Stay tuned. Oh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, that's it. Yeah, those are the three. So those are my three movie recommendations for everybody to go check out. Um, all those movie podcasts. I don't think anyone's ever reviewed those three movies ever uh, on any of the movie. I never see anyone doing movie reviews on the, the Snyder cut of fucking Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know what I mean? There's no, I don't think there's an audience for it right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's me. It's me. <laughs> you want to talk about someone talking to themselves? Oh my God. Oh, nice, man. Well, this has been fun. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, man, you uh, you're a blast. Thank you for having me on, man. Um, we gotta do it again. Yeah, Have some fun. Sure. Keep in touch. What does that shirt say, by the way? Oh, it's my band, actually. Joanna and the Dropouts. Oh, there's yeah. a little PR. Let me write that down. Hold on. <laughs> I think I sent you. A actually, song you know this what? I, they, are you on the list of people that send me music? I haven't gotten yeah. it because, like I told you, I I took a nap. Um, I yeah, I'll definitely check. I'll definitely check those out. I always like new music because I get bored of music all the time. Mm. Um, because I'm always listening to the same like ten songs that I like. Oh, I do that too, man. <laughs> oh my god, it's like it's like comfort food. It's like I'm just gonna have a comfort song. Um, YouTube does again as well because if you listen to music on YouTube, it will suddenly just start playing all the songs you already listened to all the time. Yeah, so it's yeah, it does it's that a vicious, totally for you. It's a vicious cycle. Oh, do you know what the first video on YouTube was? Yeah, guy at the zoo was it? 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Most people don't know that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm glad you do know that. Fuck. Because I think everybody that has a brain like ours has to type that in. They're like, what was the like? <laughs> like I, I lost like an hour of my day doing that. Like I then you go down like a rabbit hole, and then you watch like then you watch like Ouch Charlie bit me, and then you just watch all these like old school videos and just keep on going and going. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. I, I will keep talking to your ear off, but man, I really appreciate you having me on. I had a lot of fun, and, and those are some good questions about mental health. A lot of people get kind of uh, kind of spooked asking certain questions with mental health, so that was uh, that was really good, man. So I appreciate you. Uh, no, hey, hey. I, I also have mental health issues as well, but uh, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. I'll go to the loony bin with you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go together. Couple crazies, right? They're gonna come and get us. Hey, thanks for listening and thank you to Tim for joining me. Check out his podcast, 2010 Minutes, on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And catch him on Instagram and Twitter at 2010 Minutes. And that's all from me. Okay, nice one. Bye.